Welcome to the First Love Church. We invite you to have an encounter with the Word of God as you listen to this message preached by Episcopal Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Sister Joy is a daughter of Bishop Dyke Mills and currently pastors the Idiasi branch of the First Love Church, a thriving church with young, energetic people full of first love for the Lord. She's also a Macarius minister under the Dyke Mills Ministry Office and travels extensively holding pastors' conferences taking the books of Bishop Dykewood Mills to the nations. We believe this message will empower, equip, and give direction for your life. Now listen to Sister Joy Felipe Bruce. Put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. In Numbers, Moses was saying that he has put his spirit on his prophets. Hallelujah. This morning or this afternoon, the Lord's prophet is about to minister to us. Hallelujah. And your life will not be the same. Tell your neighbor, my life will not be the same. I will not go home the same. We are about to be transformed. We are about to receive a miracle. We are about to receive a blessing. I want us to put our hands together. Let's welcome our pastor. Put your hands together with a shout. Put your hands together for a peaceful sister. Joy, Philippe Bruce. Hallelujah. Lift your two hands to the Lord this afternoon, this morning. Worship him for a few minutes. Many of you were too late for the worship. Yes, the Lord our God is omnipotent. The Lord our God, He is one. Take it from the top again. You missed the worship time. This is a chance for you to catch up.
hallelujah to the Lord. Give him some praise. Give him some worship. He is the Lord of Lords. He's the King of Kings. There is no one like him. He's the one who was, the one who is, the one who is to come. The Lord God Almighty. There is no one about him. Hallelujah. Father, we give you praise. What a privilege to belong to you. What a privilege to give you praise. What a privilege that you should look down from where you are and open the windows of heaven and minds such as us. What indeed can we say? We thank you. We thank you for salvation. We thank you for the blood of Jesus. We thank you for your hand that is strong and mighty. We give you praise in Jesus' name. And all the saints shall say, Amen. Take your seat. Hallelujah. On your way to sitting down, ask your neighbor, are you glad to be in church? Wow. Well, I have a few very important announcements I keep forgetting to make. So I'm going to make them before I start sharing the word this blessed morning. The first thing that I noticed, some of you come up here chewing gum. Dancing stars is your last. There's even gum here. So you people, you're going to remove it. Uh -huh. uh, uh, the last time I said it peacefully, so now I'm saying it not so peacefully. Do not chew gum in this church, I beg you. Amen? You can do whatever you want outside the gates. But you see, we are Africans. Uh -huh. Somebody actually took the gum and put it under their chair. And then the chairs were stacked. So what do you think happened to the... Please turn to your neighbor and say, that's how we are. So this is a piece of Singapore. We don't chew gum here. Amen? Security people, don't let anybody in here with gum. They should go and throw it away before they come. Is that okay? Hey! Ask your neighbor, can you buy the chair you are sitting on? Amen. Okay, that's the only quarrel. We have finished the quarreling. Now... My second announcement is that we are recruiting actors for Peter Lover. Amen. And so Peter Lover is a stage play which has been done in our father's church and we want to do it. And there are some of you who are sitting down who act. It doesn't have to remain with the film stars. If you leave the film stars, they will do it. It's not that they are not able. Hallelujah. So we are just opening a door. Is that okay? We're just opening a door because it may just be an opportunity. In this church, we've done a number of stage plays and we have been amazed at some of the talent that is just sitting. Amen. Some of those who have given us the best times in the house. We're not film stars. Yeah. And the film stars have a lot of work to do, so we need a few more people. Amen. And then my third announcement that I don't want to forget the 8th of March, you've got about a month to plan. We're going to have Color Blocking Sunday. <laughs> Amen. It will be close. It's not after that Sunday. You have just about a week before you go into mid-sems. And so it's one of the things we're going to do to just, I mean, be happy in life. Ask your neighbor, what is color blocking? As you are saying that, you love it. Color blocking is just, hello, 
it's just the putting together of two colors. Are you getting me? Uh-huh, two colors. So you can decide that the top is red, the bottom is green. You can decide that it's blue and yeah, you put colors. Now, some of you who come from the part of the world that there is no excitement will start to say that, I mean, I don't ask. I don't mind. You can wear anything and come. But those who like such things, it's an opportunity to just do such things. Amen. Powerful. Are you glad to be in church? Okay, so now I can start preaching. And today we've been on the Great Commission. We are still there. Today I'm sharing with you from the Great Commission according to Paul, which was the message I was going to preach before you guys did a cool year one Sunday. And do you remember the coup? Uh-huh. So I'm not coming to preach it. <laughs> Hallelujah. You'll notice that this semester our father is concentrating so much. He's always concentrated on winning souls. But this year, even more so. Amen? And we are trying to do our best to also do some. We have always been a souls-oriented church. And we want to do even more. How many of you were part of what happened on Friday? Friday, there was a carnival in one place, and then there was a street outreach. What did you call it? Uh, what? Dance what? What? Let's rock. And all of them brought in souls. I want you to put your hands together for them. Hallelujah. And there's another set of these um, outreaches happening. We have been blessed by the grace of God to receive an invitation for Sunday the 16th in the evening, Garden City University, it's our largest private university, and they have invited us to come and have a carnival on their grounds. Amen. Amen. We have a church there, we have people who come from there every Sunday to be part of this gathering, and it's an honor and a privilege to be there. Their center director is Nana Kofi right here, and we plan to be there. Amen. I think it's an opportunity. I said it's what? It's an opportunity. So we'll join them to go and fetch people out of wherever they are, and we'll have a wonderful crusade. And then the week after that, we'll come back to our own campus. I believe that we have an outreach at Gaza, and where? There's one more, the dance outreach somewhere. New site. Amen. You see, so much is going on that honestly, if you don't take the opportunity to increase the souls in your own personal bank account in heaven, it's up to you. Are you there? Maybe you can't be the preacher, but you remember what I told you. Sitting star self, we like. Sitting star. Please preach to your neighbor about a sitting star. Who is a sitting star? It's okay, it's okay, it's okay. It's all right, it's all right. You cry, you want to chat. <laughs> okay, amen. And we are simply saying that if you don't do anything at all, if you've ever been to a crusade, you will discover if chairs are put there and nobody sits, nobody sits. But when some people sit, other people come and join. So if even you are so not able to do anything, we have sung to you. We have told you it's your obligation. We told you that you, we are not ashamed of the God. We have said everything. If you won't do anything, we beg you, just come and sit on a chair for us. 
Is that okay? So that somebody who would have come to sit down, but is looking at the empty chairs, the person will say, oh, people are sitting, I can also come and sit. And they will hear and they will be saved. Hallelujah. So tell your neighbor, if you can't do anything, quata, 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 sitting star, you go feed do. Hallelujah. Oh, I said hallelujah. And I also want to encourage us to take part in Benempi. Beautiful, exciting, nice, smooth, changing partners. Many of us are partners already, and at that point in the service, we'll give you an opportunity to sign up and join. What does it take to join? Ten Ghana cities a month to Healing Jesus Crusade to just help them to go. Is it okay? Is it a good idea? So this one here, you are sitting, cry, you are winning souls. Ten Ghana cities, two servings of Wachi, you have also helped to win a soul. Amen. But we've been on the Great Commission and we're going back there. Hallelujah. Matthew 28, verse 18 to 20. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I am with you always even unto the end of the world. Hallelujah. And it was from Matthew that we learned all these things that Jesus was saying that because he has all power now, we too, we should now go out. He didn't say only pastors, as some of you like to think, or only those in the front seat. It was a commission to every single person in the church, including you. Many of us have grown up in churches where we believe that it's a few people who have been anointed and called by God to do the work of God. But that's not what the word of God says. Then the word tells us in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 11 and 12, that Jesus went up, he gave us gifts, apostles, prophets, pastors, what, evangelists, teachers, and pastors, and he gave them to us for the, to teach us to do the work of the ministry. Amen? So we have work to do. Turn to your neighbor and say, we have work to do. We have work to do. I have my work and you also have your share. Nobody can go back and say, oh, when I get there, Charlie, me dear, I didn't have to do anything. You have to do something. Amen. There is work that we need to do. And we've gone on. We will be looking at a few others. But today we want to look at what Paul said. If you remember, we talked about the Romans. You know, I don't go there today. I won't because my time is fast spent. But I want to come to the highlights of the Great Commission according to Paul. And I'm going to take my scripture from Timothy. It occurred to me when I was reading it that some of you will say that, oh, since Paul was writing to Timothy, I'm not inside. If that was the, is the case, I want to ask you what the book of Timothy is doing in the Bible. I also want to remind you that there's a scripture we really like quoting in some 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 7. And if you say it's only for Timothy, then it's not for you. Are you there? Mm. And he says, what does it say? God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of a sound mind. That never minus you, since you say it is only for Timothy. So if you think, if you, how many of us like the scripture? We like the fact that we don't have, at the back, you don't like the scripture. In the middle, you don't like the scripture. Please, so don't bring your Timothians here. Uh-huh. Hey, are you in the church? We like this one. He has not given us a spirit of fear. He's given us a spirit of power. He's given us a spirit of love. You know, we've added the scripture to our grace. Because some of us, our mind is not sound. 
But as you are professing it, it comes to confess it, it comes to pass. So if the scripture is true and you've accepted it, so also is the one I'm coming to read. It's to all of us. Second Timothy chapter 4. I'm reading from verse 1 to verse 6, and I'll be sharing from here. I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word, be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they shall not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lusts shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. And then in verse 6, he's telling us, another. I've given you the commission, I'm ready to go. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. Now, for the purposes of those of us who don't like King James English, I've been reading these days from the New Living Translation, and I think it's a really nice translation. So let's see what it says in ordinary English. Ask anybody, please, do you like ordinary English too? Ordinary. It says... I solemnly urge you in the presence of God and Christ Jesus, who will someday judge the living and the dead when he comes to set up his kingdom. Preach the word of God. Be prepared whether the time is favorable or not. Patiently correct, rebuke, and encourage your people with good teaching. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. They will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. They will reject the truth and chase after myths. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. Hallelujah. Today, I'm only sharing three short but very important points with you. Point number one, the Lord Jesus will reappear. This time, it won't be the love side. It will be judgment. Are you there? When he came the first time, he came with the love. That's why John 3.16 is one of the most quoted scriptures. Are you there? For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believed in him should not perish but have everlasting life. Are you there? Even in verse 17, he underlines it again. For God sent not his son into this world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. That's the dispensation that we are living in now. But in the gospel and in the preaching, this message to us, coming to us from Timothy, Paul told him and is telling us that a time will come. He will come back. But this time, he's coming to judge. Hey. And that's why he said, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick. The quick is the, light, the living. You see. Yeah. And the dead. That's why the New Living Translation says the living and the dead. Everybody, those who have gone, those who are here, he's going to judge all of us. Hey. Are you there? Yeah. And that's why Paul, did, he felt he was ready. And that's why in verse 8, he was saying that, me, I'm going, oh, my crown is waiting. Ask your neighbor, you, when your time comes, 
I tell you, some of you, you'll be entering, if you don't change, you'll enter heaven naked. Because he's saying that he's going to judge, and what's he judging? Our works as believers. And so if your works are zero, you have only been coming. You just sit down. You go away. Hey. Are you there? I think that you better do better than that. Amen. And that's why, you see, that's why even as a church, we do things to win souls. So that if even on your own, you're not doing much, you will add yourself to the ones that we are all doing. No, but if I see you in heaven and you are crownless. Hey. Hey. I'll tell Jesus, I told them, oh, I told them. Are you there? If you didn't hear when our father said, I've also come to stand here, I'm saying it. Amen. And I'm saying to you that a time will come when Jesus arrives, this time in judgment. Do you know the most scary part of it? It will be without warning. Have you ever lost a friend or somebody without warning before? One of my bishop friends, he woke up one morning. He was talking to his father. Ten minutes later, they called him. Your father has just gone. He was not sick. He wasn't nothing. He just exited. And at the funeral, the guy was saying that this is his father all his life. He has been organizing things. So the way his father died, he felt that his father had made some agreements. Because it's like, eh, eh, eh. the man woke up a few months ago, started to share all his things. Really, same place, the same place, the same place. And they just walked off. But many of us will not have that chance. Because, look at something. First Thessalonians 5. For yourselves know perfectly that the day of the Lord so cometh as a thief in the night. Hey! How does a thief come? No warning. No sign, the element of surprise. Life is going on as normal. You went to sleep as normal. You didn't lock your door. You always felt that when a thief is coming, I'll hear and I'll wake up and I'll lock it well. But there is not like that. <laughs> hey, look at what it says. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with child, and they shall not escape. When a baby is about to be born, a pregnant woman can be walking around. They'll tell you that your expected date of delivery is this. But when the child is ready, the child is just ready. Without warning. Many years ago, one of my sheep woke up. She was about to have a second child. It was peaceful. But she knew that time was arriving. Her first child was walking around in the house. And she went into the kitchen to prepare lunch for the second child. She was preparing the lunch with, eh, oh, mm. oh, it will pass, eh. So she picked the phone and she called her husband. She said, I think eh. The husband quickly rushed to his boss to say, my wife's time is up. You see, the baby is arriving without any warning. There's expected date of delivery, but he doesn't care. Hey. <laughs> they can do. Do you know that for all the signs we have, nobody can predict when the child is coming? They even give you plus or minus two weeks, and the child can decide it's none of those. <laughs> none of the above. Hey. It's coming when it is ready. 
by the time so me I was sitting coolly and calmly in my house when I got a call from the husband because my house was a little closer I said please oh my wife is in labor then I called a pastor who lived just behind them by the time he got the baby the woman had the baby Oh, okay. the child. Ah. Later, the pastor came. He said, "I didn't know which one to pick first, mother or baby or the two together." That's how Jesus come, coming will be. Somebody will be sitting at their desk, saying that they have missems tomorrow. Somebody too will say that, Lord, I'll blow the girl just once, only once in my time has come. I'll blow the girl just once before he's away. Papa, papa, the God has arrived. Oh, God. Oh, Lord Jesus. The Bible says, without warning. And so I am here to tell you that you must live with that knowledge that he will come without warning. So if your soul winning bank is empty, you are about to be disgraced. And so therefore, comma. And so therefore, comma. Preach the word. Share with somebody. Bring somebody to church. Have some works. Hallelujah. Are you there? It's the scripture. That's what Paul was telling Timothy. Number two, I told you that today is short. Just three things. The second one is an instruction. And he said to him, do the work of an evangelist. Do the work of an evangelist. Wow. Let me see if I can find it in the NLT again. Verse 5. 2 Timothy 4 verse 5 in the NLT. But you should keep a clear mind in every situation. Don't be afraid of suffering for the Lord. Work at telling others the good news and fully carry out the ministry God has given you. No matter who you are, God has given you something that he wants you to do. No matter who you are. Amen. And so he says here, Work at telling others the good news. I'm speaking to you here today. If you are a Christian in your office, they don't know. In your, in your class, they don't know. You are in danger. And that's why I am preaching to you this morning. And the Bible says, do the work of an evangelist. What is the work of an evangelist? To tell people that Jesus has died. So let us see what Paul says in Corinthians. 1 Corinthians 15 verses 1 to 22. In fact, before I go there, let, me sh- let us go to the verse f- 3. Mm. Mm. Hmm. Let me read from verse 3. For a time is coming when people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. Are we in that time? I said, are we in that time? Yeah. People are just looking for what? They want, it's not even revelations. They want something. They want something. We have, we have turned Christ into a, a magician, into a caricature. So I'm coming to church because I want a husband. 
you see it's good that you find a husband in the church or you find a wife in the church but to be in church because of that is a very bad reason because it means that when you find the wife or the husband that's it that's one too we have seen there are some you are in church because you don't have a job when you get a job right now then you start to say because of the job i can't do this it's because of job that you came so when you get a job no that's it that's it and in case you don't know the reason why you do a thing is one of the most important things on this earth that is why when a father came and met a man raping his five-year-old daughter and he killed him they didn't send him to jail the case went to court any human being who has killed another human being it will go to court but when it got there, they realized that the father was not walking around with a motive to kill the person. But as he got there and he saw what was happening, what animal is this? Something, the instinct of a father rose up in him. And by the time he was done, the guy too was also done. And she, are you there? Somebody else too would have killed another man of the same weight and size. And they will jail him. What's the difference? The motive. So the reason why you do something. Very, very, very important. Very, very, very important. So if you have come to God because of what you want, you are in danger. You are in danger. You come to God because God has called you, because he wants to fellowship with us, because you must give your life to him, because what? So many things. But you are here because of what you will get. You have made the thing useless. Like a friendship. All of us have been in school before where you have that friend who only arrives when you have gotten money. That friend. You never see the friend though. When home chow arrives, suddenly the person has arrived. What do you think of such a friend? Do you want to keep such a friend? Is that you are a parasite. Parasite. And the kingdom of God today is full of parasites. You have come just to suck the blood of Jesus Christ. Hey, be careful. Be careful. Wow. That's why the Bible says people will no longer listen to sound and wholesome teaching. There is teaching that is unsound. And there is teaching that is unwholesome. Unwholesome. An unwholesome thing is a rotten thing. And there is teaching that is going on. It is rotten. And when it goes on, the person who hears it and drinks it, if you take in unwholesome milk, the runny stomach you will get, you now you know. If you eat unwholesome food, be ready to sit on the loo and be there. Just pack yourself there. Don't get up. Be there. How many of us, you have had some runny tummy like that before? You just had to stay a few meters from, from the washroom. And there are some messages like that moving around in the churches. And the reason is this. The Bible says they will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. And so the teaching becomes unwholesome when it is no longer the word of God, but it's a teaching to just 
tickle your ears, tickle what you wanted to hear. Oh, it's okay for you to continue to stay with the guy and not marry him. It's all right. God understands. You know, he understands. He cries. He understands what it is to love. You know, if you love him, it's not wrong. Today, ears are itching ears. Ears are, we have come to the point where, I mean... <laughs> I was reading something in the news. Then I said, ah, wait. What is the use of common sense? You see? Wait, oh, wait, wait. You have to listen well. Please, don't shout. Just listen. You see, nobody has the right to force another person to sleep with them. Nobody has the right. Rape is rape is rape is rape and it's wrong. However, however, if you two at one o'clock in the morning, follow the brother. You have both been. You follow the brother to his room alone. When what should not happens happens, I don't think you have the moral right to stand there and behave like a victim. Uh, forgive me. So somebody was saying something similar. Hey, the press descended on the person because nowadays common sense doesn't work. Common sense doesn't work. And I ask, where is the responsibility also of the other party? We are both responsible. We are both responsible. You cannot say that I can do what I want. You can't say that. If you say, I can wear what I want, and nobody should react, then what you are saying is that I should go into the bank, go and take out 5,000 Ghana cities, and hold it in my hand and walk through KJTR. Please, give me some money. I need money. I should walk from Ayodiasi Station. <laughs> ah, your mommy crisp 100 CD notes for those who haven't seen it. It's a make 100, no. Have faith. Are you there? So I'm walking and I'm coming from Ayodiasi Station. I'm going to church and I'm holding my offering, which is the 100 Ghana cities. I'm going through town. I'm going through town. I'm going to wait. <laughs> Let me ask you a question. When you hear that I have been robbed, and then they tell you that I was holding the thing in my hand and swinging it, what will you say? Will you say that it's only his fault or do I also have a part to play? Then, young lady, when you are walking with half of your body dangling outside, when you are walking with yourself coming, when you are walking and what we should not see, we are seeing. And when you are walking and you get up and you go to the young man's room, 1 a.m., excuse me. I said, excuse me. You cannot come and tell me only the guy is guilty. You are guilty too. Ah. But you see, I thank God I am an insignificant preacher because we are in the era of itching ears. If I had had some public platform to go and say this, I'd be in trouble. Because the itching ears, nyasa, nyasa, is not working. If you will not walk out of your bank, carry your money in your hand, and walk down KJTR at 1 a.m. 
Wait, wait, wait. KJT at 1 a.m. Even your yam phone is in danger. Your yam. Not smartphone. Yam. Bayereno. Hey. But the Bible says they will follow their own desires and will look for teachers who will tell them whatever their itching ears want to hear. Gentleman, lady, man, woman, young lady, young man, girl, boy, listen to what I'm saying. Open the word of God. What the word of God says is true. And don't follow your own desires. If you don't learn, you will fail the exam no matter who prays for you. Have you not noticed when I'm praying for you, exam time, I ask God to forgive all the fools. I ask him to have mercy. Yeah. Because if you don't learn, you will fail. Not learning is equal to what? Failing. But you have now gone and taken yourself somewhere where they say you don't have to learn. Just bring some money. Just bring a cow. Just bring a something. We'll do something, something. You'll drink it and you'll pass. It's not Christianity. I'm sorry. It is not Christianity. Christianity says he who does not work shall not eat. It doesn't say he who doesn't have a job. He who doesn't work. It also says in all labor there is profit. So God takes care of you. So long as you are doing something. But we have tried to use it. People want to be rich. Recently I heard something. Hey, it blew my mind. Somebody who had a job working in a bank who said you in a brochure came home and said that Sakawa people are making more money and went back, resigned the job and came and did the Sakawa hey. <laughs> please, please, I think we should bring back the <laughs> I, I, I can't think far hey. but you see it is because of the itching ears do you understand what I'm trying to say? Itching ears. Where we don't want the truth of the word of God. Our ears are itching. Hmm. Are you with me? Yeah. And Paul was teaching Timothy that a time like that would come. May God preserve us. Amen. Yeah. Hmm. Thessalonians continues. When they shall say time, they say the Lord will come as a thief in the night. For when they shall say peace and safety, then sudden destruction cometh upon them as travail upon a woman with a child, and they shall not escape. Be ye, but ye brethren, are not in darkness that that day should overtake you as a thief. You are all the children of light and the children of the day. We are not of the night, nor of darkness. Therefore, let us not sleep as others do, but let us watch and be sober. Hallelujah. First Thessalonians 5, 2 to 6. And so that's when he goes on to say, do the work of an evangelist. Keep on telling people about Jesus. What is this work of the evangelist? For the answer, we go to 1 Corinthians chapter 15. I told you it is a weird encounter. Listen, in verse 2, 
Paul was speaking to the Corinthians. If I let, let us start in verse 1. Moreover, brethren, I declare unto you the gospel which I preached unto you, which also you have received and wherein you stand, by which also you are saved if you keep in memory what I preached unto you. Are you there? Unless you have believed in vain. Then he tells what he taught. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received. How that Christ died for our sins according to the scriptures. And that he was buried and that he rose again the third day according to the scriptures. That is the gospel. He died and he rose again. Hallelujah. Everything we believe is hanging on this. We believe that Jesus took our sins. He went away with them. Some of you committed other, so many things. Hey, ask your neighbor sins. You know your sins. Hey, we have done sins. Tell your neighbor we have done sins. Hey, <laughs> we have done things. But what has delivered us from those things? That when we heard the gospel, we heard that Jesus has already taken them away. He has died with them and he has come up again. He has been resurrected. That is the gospel. You better understand what you believe. That is why after church nowadays, we have brought back the lay schools. Because the lay schools are to teach you. You are a Christian, yes. But what exactly do you believe? That's why we have different schools. The school of victorious living. Teaching you how to live victoriously as a believer. Today, believers are thieves. And the reason is that they don't know what it is, how to live victoriously. So they live exactly like unbelievers. You want money. You don't know how, what to do, how to pay that bill. That's why we have testimony time every Sunday. For you to hear a bit of what God does when you believe. We have the school of solid foundation, that your foundation will be strong. You see, when you are standing somewhere, I have been standing here, in fact, right on this part of the building, this plot. When somebody has come, I'm coming to curse you. I'm coming to curse you. And the guy said that he had, we had engaged some trucks because in order to build, we had to lift out the clay soil. Otherwise, this part of the building would have sunk. So when you come, then we load your truck and you take the thing away. The man came and said, Pastor Man, he had moved what? 14. We had the whole consignment to Quran and do 14. <laughs> we told him, you didn't move 14. You were paid according to the number of loads that you, you lifted. We had recorded him as having sent four. Please, how many had he sent? He had sent four. And he came and said 14. So we called the guy who was doing the excavation, the one who was lifting the clay. And the man said, oh, this guy, he did four. <laughs> but uh, please, you said what? His what? His boss, the truck owner. The truck owner came. He also said what? came to check and said, oh, from what I see, it is not, it can't be 14. Are you there? Then the man said, Chai! He will curse us. Bring me an egg. You see, and some of you, you see, when you're soft, your foundation is not solid, you will start to tremble. We didn't shake, we didn't stumble. Lady Benhumi's husband was here at the time, and he told him that what? Lady Benhumi's husband, he told him that you can bring your egg, but take it out of the, of the, of the property. We said, yes, for God. Yes, took anointing oil. As he say, we also say. <laughs> So God was cursing us as he's saying, then 
Reverend Les is pouring oil. You say, I say, you say, I say, you say, I say. Two days later, Adon, the foolish man, was here. They say I should come and reverse the case. And we asked her, why are you coming by night? You stood here, Shanekete, Ketekete, and cursed us. If you are coming to come and collect your case, will you not come during the day? He suddenly realized that power versus power. As you are sitting there, you are a powerhouse sitting there, but you don't know. You don't know. Yeah. Are you there? You are a powerhouse sitting there, but you don't know. But when you go through the School of Solid Foundation, you will see that your foundation is based on Jesus. That there's no power that can use. One day I was working and I was given a house. They said everybody who stayed in Hello? Yeah, that every family that stayed in that house, somebody would die. And that was the only reason why the building was empty. And the person who gave it to me said that to stay in, I was working, doing a government job at the time. The person said, if you're not afraid, I said, well, I don't, I'm not afraid at all. Hey! When my workers heard it, the office where I was working, they came to see me with a certain imam. So I told madam, hey, maybe you don't know the history of this house. Uh, so we have come with one. We'll go and do something. I said, I'm going to do what? I said, please, as you are watching, my father is more than yours. Thank you very much for your concern and your care. It's not a problem. Now we entered the house and we went room to room. We lived there. We didn't just live there. We were happy there. We're not just happy there. We even grew our family there. We were happy. We stayed there until we were ready to move. And everybody was alive. Because we know the rock on whom we stand. Some of you, you would have shaken. Hey, maybe they should come and do. Maybe they should come and, they should come and pour what? Amen. According to the scriptures according to the scriptures. That's our foundation. And that's why in this church, when we are teaching the word and you pray the fool, you see a certain anger that you don't understand. Because the scripture, that's what we need. That's what we believe in. That's what's helping us. So when we are trying to share it, and you have come to pray the fool, we won't deal easily with you. Hey! Amen, hey! Are you understanding something? So after church, join a lay school. Join a lay school. Remember that the Sabbath is the whole day that belongs to God. The whole day. So if you come for only a part, you have actually cheated him. Not only that, I noticed that you are coming later and later to church. What I'm going to preach, I'll preach it. If you are here, oh, I am here. There's a service before this one, so I'm here already. I can start preaching at 11. But you, it takes you so long to gather. Ask your neighbor, what time do you get here? Starting especially from those middle to the back. Let me continue. <clears throat> Last point, number three. I told you only three points. Preach the word always. Second Timothy chapter 4 verse 2. Preach the word. Be instant in season. Out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. There should never come a time when we say, oh, I'm too moody. I'm not happy, so I will not share. I'm broke, so I will not share. Things are not going well with me, so I will not share. No. The Bible says there's such a thing as an out of season. When you don't feel like it, it's not lying right. But in spite of that, if an opportunity comes for you to share this, the gospel with somebody, share it. That's the gospel according to Paul. Share it. Tell somebody. When your friend is sharing their problem with you, don't quote Proverbs. It's okay. No, it's okay. But you, child of God, you have a scripture. Share that one. There's more power in it. You know that the prophets are the, the, the prophets are very nice to quote, but there's no power of a supernatural type. 
And you will actually be surprised that in your mouth there is power. You will be surprised. Are you here? Share with the person. I remember witnessing to a lady and I was so sure she would not receive her. I was so sure. I was just sharing because, ah, is that not what they say we should do? When I asked her that, so, so will she pray to receive Jesus? She said, yes. I said, I asked her again. <laughs> I asked her again. You know. And she said, oh yes. You'll be surprised. This year, we want to increase the population of believers. Amen? And it's going to happen if each and every single one of us does our part. Paul says, preach the word. Be instant in season. Out of season. Reproof. Sometimes a reproof is, is a sharp correction. Rebuke. Oh yeah. A place comes as a Christian. Stand and rebuke. Hallelujah. Are you there? Exhort. That means encourage. It's not every day that we say it's okay. Some days we say it's not okay. It's not okay. It's not the right thing to do. Stand there and say it with the love of God and with strength. Hallelujah. And God will bless you. May the Lord help us to preach the gospel everywhere so that people who are looking, people are looking for God, I tell you. The person is drinking and drinking. It's not because of the, I told you. We are so wretched. It's God the person is looking for. If he finds God in a certain way, it will stop. Somebody is running after skirt, after skirt, after skirt. I tell you, it's something he's looking for. And every skirt he gets, he realizes that it's not it. And he moves to the next one. And somebody's looking for money. If I get money, I'll be okay. But when you get the money, you realize that suddenly it's like ashes. So because there's a place in us, only God. I said, only God. Only God can fill it. May we find that place. May we give our lives to him and lead others to find it also. Stand to your feet. Hallelujah. This afternoon, I want you to bow down your head. And I want you to think about yourself. Maybe you are here today because you've always gone to church. But as to whether you have given your life to Jesus, you are not so sure. You may even have prayed to receive Jesus, but you realize that nothing has changed in your life. It's a sign that it was not from your heart. But this afternoon, I want to give you an opportunity to give your life to Jesus Christ. The Bible says that in Romans 10, 9 and 10, says what we believe, if you have believed in Jesus, be ready to publicly confess him. To open your mouth and say it so that you will be saved. So maybe you believe in your heart. The Bible says in the book of James, the demons also believe, but they, they all tremble. They can't confess him. But you can. As every head is bowed and every eye is closed this afternoon, I'm asking you if your name is in the book of life. And if you cannot answer for sure that yes, I have given my life to Jesus, my name is in the book of life, then please, this is your chance. This is your opportunity. Today is your day. And so as every head is bowed and every eye is closed, you are here, you want to receive Jesus as your Lord and your Savior. Just lift up your right hand and we will pray together. Just lift it. God bless you. I see your hands all over the room. I see your hands. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. If your hand is lifted, 
let the pastors and the ashes help you. Just come to me. We are going to pray together. Just come. Just come. Step out of where you are. Just come to me. God bless you. Just come. Stand right here. We're going to pray together. Just come. Somebody, your heart is beating. It is God calling you. The Lord is saying it's not okay between me and you. Just step out and come. Just step out. Just step out and come. He's waiting for you. He brought us here today because of you. And he brought you here today because of this very moment. Step out. Step out and come. Your age doesn't matter. What you have doesn't matter. Where you are from doesn't matter. Come and give your life to Jesus. Jesus is waiting for you. The party in heaven is beginning already as you come. Step out of where you are and come. For the last time, just sing it. Come on. We are singing to somebody. Come as you come. You are coming to Jesus. Oh, give him your life today. Come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Let him have his way. Let him have his way. You are there. You are not sure, but your heart is beating. Jesus is telling you something is not yet right. Step out of where you are. Don't think about your friend. We will all stand before him on the day of judgment. It's one by one. And you want to be able to say, yes, Lord, I know. I was some way, but I gave my life to you because I received you to wash my sins away. Hallelujah. And so if that is you, your heart is still beating. I'm asking them to sing it one more time so that you will step out and just join us here. Oh, you want to sing it this afternoon? Come on to Jesus. Come on to Jesus. Give him your life. Your heart is beating as you stand. These few minutes are just God-given. He's waiting for you, and he's saying, just join us and let us pray together. Let us pray if you're standing in front. You want to pray this prayer, and those of you in the congregation, just join us to encourage us. You want to say, Lord Jesus. Just say, Lord Jesus. I come to you today as a sinner. Please wash me in the blood of Jesus. Cleanse me from my sins. Please write my name in the book of life. Lord Jesus, from today, you are my Savior and you are my Lord. I thank you for saving me in Jesus' name. Amen. Father, I pray for each one standing that any covenant that they have written to or signed into or been part of, that is not of you. Today we break it off them in Jesus' name. May they belong only to you. May their lives take an upward turn and may it be well with them. This I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. We believe that you have been blessed by this message. For more information, follow us on Facebook, Dr. Joy Felipe Bruce, and on Instagram and Twitter at FLIDSA. God richly bless you.